This is Passing for Normal, conversations with authors, artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMO seeds you'll ever read. But mostly, it's about everyday courage and what it takes to get there in your own personal, even unconventional way. So join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time, passing for normal. Hello and welcome. Today my guest is me. That's right. Today I'm turning the tables here so I can have a chance to talk about why I'm doing this show about change and change makers. Why it is I'm gathering all these amazing guests to share themselves with you. So in just a minute, I'm going to hand over the mic to my dear friend and cohort, the amazing Rachel Lang, and let her ask the questions. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sharon. I'm so glad you're here. I know. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Oh, well, thank you for uh, there's no more perfect person than to uh, than you to draw me out. <laughs> thank you. So before we get into the conversation, I want to share a bit about you. Okay. So Rachel Lang is a very gifted astrologer, healer, and intuitive counselor. You can hear her playful, insightful approach to astrology on her weekly podcast, Listen Up with Rachel Lang, Fridays on UBN Radio. What listeners might not know is that the multi-talented Rachel Lang was also the marketing guru behind my book, Donnie and Ursula Save the World, and all its related activities, including this one, the Passing for Normal podcast. All those clever campaigns and visuals, that was Rachel. We worked in incredible collaboration together, and she knows me well, maybe better than I know myself. I I don't know about that, Sharon, but uh, I think you know yourself pretty well. But I can say that I have loved working with you and working on all of the marketing efforts that, that we've been able to do together. So it's been such a treat, such a joy. It's been so much, it's been so much fun. It yes. really has. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, and for the people who are listening who don't know you or who only know you as the host, uh, I'll just give a little bit of background about you and who you are. Okay. For Sharon's, <laughs> great, let's go. Um, for Sharon's entire adult life, she's been in the film and television business as an editor, director, producer, and writer. And her guilty pleasure is romantic comedies and the foibles of human relationships. And now she's carried that all of that into her first novel, The Wild Romp Romantic Mishap Adventure, Donnie and Ursula Save the World, which also includes her deep love for the earth. She considers this book her own form of environmental activism and its playful humor her secret weapon. Sharon is also a widely respected continuum movement educator. Her teaching of fluid strength and flexibility, as well as expanding the connectivity biointelligence, informs all her thinking and her worldview. Sharon teaches innovation. She writes about personal bravery, and she's not afraid to try new things, like this podcast, <laughs> making them <laughs> up as she goes along. So, Sharon, since we're talking about this podcast, 
this this show, uh, you know, you this show is really an exploration of many aspects of change. And you called the show Passing for Normal. So why, why did you choose that title? <laughs> well, we're all passing for normal, I think, in, in some ways. Uh, and yet I say that there is no normal, only average. Mm. But <laughs> passing for normal <laughs> is to me um, a code word for infiltrating the mainstream for, you know, uh, ideas that are new, cutting edge, um, exploratory, creative, that are trying to penetrate what we think of as normal. And so this whole show, which is about change and all of these amazing guests that I've had on the show, are all in their own way um, contributing to a, a shift in consciousness and a shift in um in the world, but they're, most of them are going about it in ways that are affecting the mainstream. Mm. And, and in terms of, of your your own uh, your own life, what has been your struggle <laughs> with your own passing for normal and integrating all of those parts of yourself and showing them to the, them to the world? Well. So, you know, we laugh when we, when I say passing for normal, people usually laugh and they get it, part of each one of us, where we feel like, you know, we're really maybe not quite doing such a good job of <laughs> passing for normal, of pulling that off. And that there are uh, things that about us, things that about me that are unique and that are um, other than what might be acceptable you know, for a long time, I have been a writer, a movement teacher, um, a, a, a liberal thinker, a mom. Um, there have been many different aspects of my life that, for one reason or another, I felt like I had to keep them compartmentalized and that maybe it wasn't appropriate for um, the mom group to be exposed to uh this book about Eros <laughs> or, you know, wild sex or that the uh, movement work part of me wasn't really relating to the writer part of me or the film business part of me and all of these different parts of me that over time have needed to come together. And I feel like uh, in this book and in this podcast that I'm not only bringing myself together uh, I'm also asking other people to show yourself, to speak mm -hmm. up, to show yourself, to let yourself be seen for what you believe and what you want to see um, in the world. And it takes, it requires a certain amount of courage, a certain amount of personal bravery, and also following examples. And that's also something that I'm trying to do in the show is is um, expose my audience to wonderful guests who in their own way are being examples of people that are just trying. They're just trying. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have had some of the most interesting, unique guests with, with, with various perspectives. And, and uh, you know, the podcast is really an intentionally eclectic collection of people. And, and all of your guests are making change in the world in different areas and different ways. 
So what, what are you learning from talking with your guests? Well, you know, so it is intentionally eclectic because I'm hoping that someone will come to listen to the podcast based on an interest of a certain person, like Dina Metzger or like Robert Littman or Paul Loeb, someone that they know that area of thinking, and they'll come to the podcast and they'll get interested and they'll listen to somebody else. Because mm. I'm I'm programming it in such a way that one week we're talking about breath as being an instigator for change, and another time we're talking about using uh, film as an instigator of change, and another time we're talking about permaculture and aligning with nature as an indication of uh, creating change. And so I'm hoping that by creating this mix, that people will become exposed to ideas and people that they might not otherwise. And I'm finding that even though we've got a cat in we've got a cat here who's making her voice known. We do, um, yes. Yes, welcome, welcome. Um okay. that some of the some of so even though these guests are, are working in different disciplines, I'm finding that some of the common threads are about alignment with nature, about listening, deep listening, listening to um, listening to the rhythms of nature, listening to the body through the hands, listening to what it is people need. Um, that deep listening seems to be a common thread as well. And above all, a whole systems thinking. And by mm-hmm. whole systems thinking, I mean that whole systems thinking is a permaculture way of thinking, but it is also a way that includes all different aspects of a situation when you're considering it. And I would say that um, all of my guests are what I would consider whole systems thinkers. I I definitely agree with, with that. And, um, and I've learned so much listening to your podcast about oh, so many different, different, different areas uh, of, that I would have never explored on my own. So it's been, um, it's been really fascinating to, to, to hear uh, uh, some of the perspectives of your guests. And, and especially, you know, one of the, the themes that you talk about quite a bit is change. And yes. change is, is, is such a constant um, you know, it's it's one of the, it's it's the one thing that we can depend on. For a lot of people, change can can feel really difficult, um, and and it can bring up a lot of fear. So, what what have you um, talk talk a little bit about change and and about how how you uh, approach change, um, and and some of the ways to to handle that fear that that arises with change. Mm. Well. Change is a given, right? It's one of the mm-hmm. only givens of this this existence, right? Is that right. everything is constantly in flux, everything is in movement. I have um, taught for many, many years the kind of movement work called continuum, which says that we are always in movement, that everything is constantly in flux. And it really is only, um, you know, our perception that holds things in place. And so if you think that everything is constantly in flux and everything is constantly in change, then why would we um, have fear or grip 
um, when we're confronted with big change, but yet it seems it seems to be the way. So mm-hmm. it feels like, um, and we're talking, you know. So we're so this whole show is about change, about all different aspects of change, change that you're trying to make, change that happens to you, small changes big changes, social change, economic change, the need for these changes. So it's a it's a huge topic that we're that we're exploring. But it seems that often when we're talking about change, we're talking about the flip of that or the other side of that which is a holding mm-hmm. or a um a, a gripping, a clutching, an adhering to to the way something was. And sometimes we're looking at a stuckness, right? right? You know, things aren't changing. On the one hand, it seems like, oh, my gosh, the world is changing so fast. Everything's moving and changing, and my neighbors are moving, and this store doesn't carry my favorite brand anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and we have climate change, and our weather isn't the same. And, you know, I'm going from, like, petty stuff to big stuff. But, sure, you know, sure. So, you know, and I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by the sense of change that is happening that I can't control. Or sometimes it feels like nothing is changing. You know, women are still dealing with um, a lack of equality in even this country, but certainly in other parts of the world. Um, There is still incredible racial inequality and economic inequality. And so sometimes it feels like nothing is changing. Right, right. And so, you know, when you talk about change, you're also talking about control, the need to control, the feeling that you want to control, the feeling that you can't control. And often what comes with that is fear mm-hmm. because we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen next. Or we're trying to make something happen. We wish we would like something new to happen, but we don't know if we're up for it or if we're up to it or if it's going to be able to happen, or if there's going to be severe consequences. Right. Right? If we're going to be punished in some way, if we're going to be arrested for speaking out in the streets. Right, or abandoned by our friends and family and and communities. That's right. That's right. To be a voice of change means that you might um, feel alone. Mm-hmm. which is why it's so important. And one of the other common things that I'm that I'm hearing in so many of my guests is using community, creating community mm-hmm. and using community, finding allies, finding people who are also aligned with the same values that you are aligned with um, because we need, we always need community and we need to do it together. Right. Absolutely. And that kind of leads into... Um, you know, your one of your focuses, I think, is I, I guess, would you say that it's grassroots action and and change? It seems to be. You know, again, mm-hmm. I don't know that I set out to do that, but that seems to be um, the level at which I'm addressing change. The the guests that I'm inviting onto my show all seem to be working you know, in a more grassroots level that is growing. I think that model of working small and letting something grow is one that seems very accessible to me. And right. seems like in a way the only way the only way to begin is to take the next breath, mm-hmm. as Robert Littman would say, or to take the next step, or 
to put your $5 towards a charitable cause or towards a group that's working for change that you'd like to see, um, like Beth Rosales would say, you know, start small, small small contributions towards a cause when they're accumulated have as much effect, if not more, than very large contributions or grants. And so, um, so grassroots seems to be where most change occurs. In right. my observation, in my research, it seems to be that small ideas, you know, catch on and start to grow in that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, 350.org, which is the organization that is now one of the largest uh, spokes group for, uh, on behalf of climate change and uh, dependency on oil, they started out very small. They started out with this very cool, um, almost artistic act of of taking aerial photographs of people um, standing in configurations that spelled out 350.org or people holding up signs that said 350.org all over the world. Those were some of their first social actions. And now they're an enormous voice for for, um, solutions to climate change. I remember those first those first photos and they they were so impactful. Yeah. So I think it's they were, you know it's it's the it's 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 really like a, I think innovative thinking um that that can that can spark some of this some of that grassroots action. Like yes, and so often, you know, so often um as my guest uh, Paul Loeb was saying uh, and what he talks about in his wonderful book, Soul of a Citizen, is that, you know, so often people don't take action, don't take a social action because they're simply overwhelmed. Or mm-hmm. they feel like, as Ursula did and Donnie and Ursula, I'm just a speck on a speck. And what right. can a speck do, right? You know, my right. small effort isn't going to matter. But right. that's really all we can do. All we can do is take the next breath or the next step and find a way to just do the next action and see mm-hmm. where it goes, right? Right. We do something and we see where it goes. I mean, look, the book Donnie and Ursula Save the World um, is also a grassroots action. It you know, really I, is. I felt strongly that the message about GMOs and the potential danger of the idea of corporate control of food was too important of an idea to wait however long I was going to have to wait in order to um, in order to uh, find a publisher and wait and wait for that amount of time and so I created my own press and we put it out and we put it out in the world and we put it out in the world now and now this podcast, which is another way of giving voice to those voices that are speaking out about making change. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, you know, one one thing about the the book, uh, because I because we worked together really closely on it and on marketing. We sure and did. And, and, mm-hmm. and even the marketing campaign itself mirrored so many of those themes uh, the gra- of grassroots action that you included in the book. And I really loved that sort of whole system approach 
to promoting the book and to marketing the book and and to every everything that you that that went into the book, including this podcast. Um, even though that was a separate, that wasn't like se- that wasn't specifically to market the book, but it you know this the podcast and and the work that you're the other work that you're doing in the world sort of is is all in, in inclusive. I mean it's it it's sort of a it, the book is like one offshoot of this main trunk of of um, you know of of action of commitment to 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 change uh, and. Uh, and and everything that you embody. So um, well, you know, in at the center of the book, you know, even though it's a goofy romantic comedy, uh, you know, these are wacky characters. Um, but at the core of the book is the question: When is enough enough? And we and we take an action on behalf of something we love. Mm-hmm. The book really asks you know, how do we become activists and when will we become activists? And the playful premise of the book is that it's eros, that it's sex, that motivates all the characters in the book to do whatever it is they do. And I really do believe that, that you know, eros in its, in its various forms is passion and passion burns through fear and allows us to take the actions that are really near to our heart. But that book is really, in its funny, wacky way, Asking that question, what does it take to be an activist? What does it take to speak out? And and so here now the next step is, okay, well, let's have a podcast and let's, let's have it be about speaking out. Let's have it be uh, listening to people who are in their own way taking steps towards not just speaking out but the actions that are um, consistent with what they believe um, the world wants to be. Right. And how how does someone create change in their life or work toward change and uh, like social change, environmental change, economic change? Could you could you talk a little bit about that and use maybe perhaps use some examples from some of your guests? Well. You know, my first guest, Dina Metzger, the incredible Dina Metzger, poet, writer, teacher, medicine woman, um, she, in the 1970s, she created this incredible photograph of her arms spread to the sky, her chest bare, her mastectomy scar, tattooed with this beautiful vine. It was the first time anyone had shown that mm-hmm. she bared her breast, her her mastectomy breast to the world, and because of that, women all over said, "It's okay. It's okay. I can own this. I can own this um, this uh, this sorrow of this illness and wear it as a badge." And when I asked Dina Metzger, I said, well, you know, you've been so brave in so many ways in doing this and other things. How is it that you do that? How is it that you're brave? And she said, well, I just asked myself, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) You have an idea? Why not? Why won't it work? Why not try it? And so, and as many of the guests in the show John Weeks, who is going to be on today, um, 
you know, who is working, he and his organization are working to integrate complementary medicine into the medical mainstream, uh, talks about, you know, hope, that you work with hope, and you just do what you can do. As I mentioned, Beth Rosales, who uh, has worked in progressive philanthropy for so many years, talks about start small, give what you can, volunteer. I think that Robert Littman, who uh, is a uh, breath and movement specialist, talks about your next breath, that you that if you pay attention to your breath and you create more space and fill that with breath, that is a change. If you can enact a change in your own body, you can enact a change in your life. And because I also am a movement teacher and come from a somatic base, I also hold that belief that as it is in our body, it will be reflected in our world. And so many of the guests are also uh, permaculturists and people who are working with the with the rhythms of nature and the patterns in nature and teaching us how to align our lives, our structures, our social structures with the patterns in nature because nature's already got it worked out. We don't have to make up anything. We just have to observe. We just have to observe how the body is already working. We have to observe how nature is already working and align our our social systems, our inventions along those lines, and they'll be effective. Mm -hmm. And so when the guests say, listen, deep listening, observe, keep it small, take the next step, find what is in your heart and just dare, just dare to say why not. Mm -hmm. Why not try this? Why not? let it work, and find community. Find others who will join you. There's strength in numbers. There's also comfort in numbers. And we're not meant to do anything alone. Right. Right. What, what, are, what are some of your takeaways from this show? What would you like well, others to take away? Mm. Well, I think the things that I've just been saying is, is very much what I'd like people to take away. The reason that I'm doing this show is to inspire others. I want to bring the voices of those who are doing uh, important everyday work in the world to people who can be inspired by it. So I want people to be inspired to not necessarily do the work that others are doing, but to do the work that is in your heart to do. I believe that everyone in this world wants to make a difference and wants to make a mark and also wants to live in a world that's aligned with their own values. And so, like I said, starting small, paying attention to your breath, keep <laughs> listening, finding community, identifying those hours, um, those, um, excuse me, those hours, those places, those organizations that are already aligned so you don't have to invent the wheel, facing your fears with hope, right, replacing hope, right. replacing fear with hope, replacing fear with love. 
like I've said, um, I've often said, and it's illustrated in my book, that, you know, leaning towards something you love is very different than, um, than trying to overcome fear or trying to, or coming at something because you're afraid of, because you're afraid of what might not happen or what might happen, leaning in because you love it, because I love good food, because I love these seeds and watching plants grow is a reason why I might speak out about GMOs and my concerns about GMOs because I love food and I love plants and I love the earth rather than coming from fear because fear locks us down. We really overcome fear. We don't act from fear. Fear doesn't allow us to act. When we feel fear, we have to overcome it. And one way to overcome fear is to lean towards the things that you love. Right. And work on behalf of those. And that's a theme that, that is, that I think, you know, as you said, it's, it's, a theme that continually arises in uh, in the conversations that you have with some of your guests. Yeah, every one of my guests is very passionate about what they are involved in and um, are also very positive, very solution-oriented, very positive about, about what changes uh, can come about, even in the face of... Um, of difficulties. I mean, you know, it's not we're not saying it's easy. It's just that it's important enough to keep uh it's important enough to lend your whole self to it. Right. So I'm looking at the time and <laughs> I'm back to being host. Um and our time Sharon, our time has run out. Um <laughs> But I do want to encourage people to uh, continue to listen to the podcast and to, um, you know, it's all archived so you can listen to our wonderful guests um, and find out how they do what they do and why and how you can too. And I want to thank you so much, Rachel, for um, for joining us and for helping me. And uh, people can find you on your um at Listen Up with Rachel Lang, listenup.com, and uh, the conversation continues. It does, definitely. And let's, don't, let's not forget to remind everyone to, uh, to find Donnie and Ursula Save the World on Amazon, and it's available now and in audiobooks, too. That's right. It just came out as an audiobook, and it's really yeah. fun. It's so much fun. It's so great. So, Sharon, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. Thank you, Rachel. It's been great fun. This has been Passing for Normal, conversations about seeding change in the world. To find out more about author Sharon Weil, go to PassingForNormal.com. That's Passing, numeral 4, Normal.com. Her novel, Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMOs you'll ever read, is available in paperback, Kindle, and now as an audiobook wherever good books are sold and at DonnieandUrsula.com. So go out and do something brave today. M. Earth and I thank you.